Hello and welcome to this landmark episode number 250 of the Punter Podcast. I'm Chris Barnett. Today we previewed the best of the action from Sandown, where they feature the Grade 1 Silly Isles Novices Chase. We also venture much further north to Musselburgh Racecourse for the Edinburgh National, where they run over a distance of almost four miles, and we also go in search of winners at the Dublin Racing Festival in Leopardstown this weekend. City AM Racing editor Bill Esdale previews the best of the weekend's racing action, plus Wally Pyra looks ahead to Sunday's meeting in Hong Kong. Well, we've got a cracking weekend of racing coming up with Sandown Musselburgh here in the UK, and it's a Dublin Racing Festival, a couple of days of that, at Leopardstown in Ireland, Bill, and the, the Dublin Racing Festival, it's already got its uh, critics and, and a few remarks going on about Willie Mullins and a horse that was supposed to run in one race, he's now gone into another race. Anti-post is a nightmare, isn't it? It is a nightmare, but I've kind of... Kind of given up second guessing what Willie Mullins is going to do, and everyone expected that Gaelic Warrior to line up uh, in the Irish Arc. It looked like it was on, but um, look, there's 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 four Grade Ones on the on Saturday's card at Leperstown. Twenty seven runners, and fifteen of them are Willies. Yeah. I mean, that's that that's a depressing state of affairs, isn't it? It really is. Um, it's not it's not great at all. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's it's a shame. All the eggs are are quite literally in the one basket. But that's down to the owner, isn't it? Where the owner places the horse, they want to go with Willie. I guess it's not his fault, is it? No, it's not his fault. It's not his fault. He's the best trainer out there. Uh, and it's an embarrassment of riches. And the problem is if people have horses in Ireland, they want to win big races, where, where else are you going to send them? You know, it's either yeah. Willie, or, Willie or Gordon. And, and, you know, to be honest, Gordon had his blip um, a few years back and is, is still in the kind of rebuild process, you know. But... Um, yeah, it's it, it's it's not great. Would there not be other trainers though, like Emmett Mullins out there, Harry De Bromhead's out there? They're they're not bad trainers, are they? Gavin Cromwell's out there. They, you know, they're all pretty good. You could send them there. You you won't be doing too much wrong. I would have thought. No, they're they're, they're brilliant. There's they're some brilliant other, other trainers out there, um, and some really good um, young trainers, youngest trainers. I mean, Philip Rothwell's doing brilliantly, having a brilliant season. There's some really good guys out there, but it's just so hard. <laughs> The, the endless budget or, or limitless budgets um, means that the very best horses end up at close Sutton. And that's just, that's, that's the way it is. But look, I mean, to be fair to him, you know, he, he's running 15 of the 27. He could run six of the, of, of the, of, of the 18. Do you know what I mean? He could make these races two, three runner races if he wanted to, but he, at least they are taking each other on. He's just yeah. shied away from one big match this weekend. But, you know, there's lots of these races he's going four or five handed into. Um, so he's not shying away from running his horses against each other. He's just shying away from one particular big match. Well, I was just going to say, we moan when we don't see Constitution Hill seven times a year. And then we moan when we got Willie Mullins having four in a race. So you can't win, can yeah. you, really? Yeah, totally. Every <laughs> one or the other. Uh, let's have a look at these races. We're going to feature all of the races on ITV this week. I think there are 10 of them. We said we'd Sandown, Musselburgh, and a couple at uh, Leopardstown as well. So we'll start at Sandown with the 125 on Saturday. Two and a half mile, novice handicap hurdle. It's uh, a 10 runner field. We've got 135 not out in the Stuart family colours. 
for Paul Nichols and the terrific Harry Cobden at the moment. And Jingo Blue for Nicky Henderson. So the big guns are taking each other on. Jim Boyle's got a runner on the uh, the jumps here with Classic Anthem with Robbie Dunn on board. How do you see this uh, opening 125 race? Well, I was keen to kind of take the favourite over Jinko, take the favourite on Jinko Blue, Nicky Henderson's runner. Um, there's a few kind of unexposed uh types here and jinko blues top weight off one two four kind of scrambled home at newbury last time um getting his act together certainly doesn't look a world beater um purely priced up quite short on connections i'd have thought but he's got to lug 12 stone round here and i, I just thought he was take onable um probably the one to take him on with is is one three five not out um paul nichols horse rated 118 um just looks to be crying out for the step up to two and a half miles. Um, didn't have the gears really to be um, caught in the act at Kempton on Boxing Day, but had previously run really well at um, Wing Canton on, on bad ground where his stamina kicked in. I think he's crying out for the step up in trip. I think he's the most likely winner. Um, you can get nine to twos available about him, but fours is 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 very fair. Um, I think he'll he'll run really well. Um, Danger to them both could be classic anthem. Jim Boyle's runner uh, travelled all over the winner last time. If you watched the race at Plumpton when he got beaten by Warts like the man, he was cantering um, and just kind of got worried out of it late on on bad ground. Uh, probably the return to a s- slightly better surface. I think it'll be quite ride quite slow on on Saturday. Um, I think he'll travel well, but. Um, I was originally going to go for him, but I've decided not to. I'm going to go for one, three, five, not out because on ratings, he's, he's only rated 118 and um, classic anthem has to give him four pounds anyway. And I just thought that was enough to swing it in one, three, five, not outs camp, but fascinating race. Yeah. Good start to the day then at 125, two o'clock, a two mile handicap chase, small field of five in Excelsis Dio, Harry Fry in the JP colours with Jonathan Burke in the saddle, taking on San Sigal for Jane Williams, who's had a couple of winners recently. Harper's Brook is in there for Ben Pauling. Sacre and Red Rookie in the two o'clock bill. Three horses that have caused me misery um, <laughs> lining up here. Harper's Brook um, just about got over when we tipped him up on the podcast last year, not even this year when he got worried out of Ascot last time. I was talking about Sandown on um, Bet365 Gold Cup Day yeah. um, when he traded at massive odds on and just stopped up the hill and I made a vow never to be with him again and he did the same thing at Ascot and I see plenty of people going for him here um, dropped in trip. Um, look, I know he's 4-1. to one. You, can see it's, you can see why people want to be with him but he has to be delivered on the line by Ben Jones and he might well be but that's just a massive one and look he'll he'll travel into the race uh, you know they're gonna <laughs> go a good clip i would have thought um he'll travel into the race I, I would just be worried about what he finds um off the bridle in excelsis deo is another horse that caused us pain um we were on him last time at cheltenham did everything right that day i thought he was going to win um it's funny when when you're focusing on the wrong horses i was focusing on Orkham risk who who he beat that day and Calico and <clears throat> did it all fine, but couldn't get past Madara, who actually runs at Leopardstown this weekend uh, in its justice day. Probably 
didn't jump brilliantly. Um, wasn't that fluent at the third last. And that's a worry at Sandown with the railway fences with this horse. I just worry about the way him getting in tight. Um, but he's he's well handicapped in Excelsior Deo. Uh, and then St. Segal, who crumbled in a heap at Ascot behind Boot Hill when we were on him. Uh, that was painful. So, um, yeah, there's a few sore memories here. Um, mm. I'm going to go with St. Segal. Um just feels like a winner waiting to happen off 139. Probably should have, or traded heavy odds on both the last twice in running, but should have beaten first flow really at Lingfield last time I felt. Um, just didn't jump well into the straight, but um, Sandown should be fine. Um, off the same mark, off 139, just feels like he's ready to win. Um, and look, it's not a huge price, but I thought nine to four was fair. Looks a bit of a matchup between the top two, but I just thought the Salsa Gales term uh, is not far away and he should go pretty close. Feature race at Sandown, Saturday, 2.35, two and a half mile, Silly Isles, Novices Chase. It's a grade one, five runners. It's a good renewal, even though it's a small field, with the Hermes Allen in there, who chased home Ile Francais on um, Boxing Day, but uh, everything was chasing that horse, so I mean, it was a brilliant performance. Previously won at Newbury in the grade two there, taking on Le Patron, who won the Henry VIII at Sandown, so he's a course winner, and a course and distance winner, in fact. Beat Colonel Harry on that occasion for Gary Moore, Le Patron, David Noonan on board. Jello had no chance when jumping the first at Lingfield last time out, was absolutely knocked sideways, and Charlie Deutsch came off at the first. Colonel Harry's in the race, so too is Nickelback. It's a small field, but looks like a good one. Yeah, good little little field. Um, shame the Irish horse wasn't um, um, Corbett's Cross wasn't declared because that would have added a bit more spice. Um, but the five of them line up. Um, key here's the ground. The ground on the hurdle course at Sandown is going to be really tiring. Um, we watched Sandown last week and it was pretty brutal ground and they haven't had much rain but it's just drying out and it's going to ride dead but the chase course was much better last week and the chase course at Sandown tomorrow Saturday will ride as close to good as you can get and that's an important thing to price up here because there's horses like Colonel Harry who are very effective when the mud flies and Jello and Le Patron and, and it's not necessarily going to be the ground that they expect okay. um, so that's something to, to, to factor uh, in here um, look I, I, I thought Hermes Allen would actually be quite a lot shorter than he is he's 6-4 to four, um, which I think is very fair um, the ratings will tell you that you can throw a blanket over all of them but I just feel that Hermes Allen has been um, operating at a higher level than these you know this is a horse that was you know third to Irish point the grade one over hurdles wrapping off the end of last season went our favorite for the Ballymore um made a brilliant reappearance in Newby when I was there and then chased home probably the best novice chaser in, in England Ireland or France in Ile Francais at Kempton over a trip that probably stretches him uh on ground which is fairly decent so um I think reverting back to Sandown to his favorite trip I just I make him I make him the one to beat um he beat Nickelback at Newbury last time and Nickelback was the horse I put up at Newbury uh, well two starts back um, that's a bit of a value play against Hermes Allen um, with the benefit of a run under his belt and he couldn't beat Hermes Allen that day and whether he can beat him again I don't know but looking at the prices I thought those were the two he's the one that's going to go out in front um, 
I, if I was going to play five points on the race, I'd probably have four points to win on Hermes Allen at six <laughs> to four. I think that's a very fair price. Price, and I'd probably have half a point each way at fourteens on Nickelback because he's going to go out in front and stay out of trouble, and he's a ferocious jumper and might get clear on the lead. I just thought he might be a bit closer to him in the market um, than fourteen, so that's the way I'll play that race. Okay, you've got a competitive race at three ten. It's just about three miles for a handicap hurdler. So this is going to be on softer ground, as you say. The courses are totally different in that respect at Sandown, certainly at the moment. And a field of 15, not quite the 16 that we'd probably enjoy, but I'm sure there'll be a few bookmakers going four places anyway. The likes of Ed Keeper and the Walters Colours for Sam Thomas and Sam Twist and Davis is going to be one of the favourites here. A winner two starts ago, over three miles at Newbury. The likes of Transmission goes in there, West Barboa and Good Luck Charm, Sam Davies in there as well. Um, I think uh, you mentioned this one in your anti-post in the City AM newspaper this week. Yeah, we put up um, Good Luck Charm on Tuesday for Wednesday at 20s. Um, she's now 10s, best price, you know, 9s and 8s in places. I still think she's a good bet. Um, I was at... Uh, Kempton, when she finished fourth in the Lanzarote last time, got you know, hit a flat spot and then ran on really well um, uh, to finish fourth. But she's 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 in, in great form. Uh, she's out of the handicap, but Ben Coffrey takes three pounds off, so she's only a pound in essence out. Has ten stone two for Anthony Hunnable. Um right the way down the bottom of the weights. I thought she was just the ideal one for this race. She handles all ground. She stays a lot further. Um, this is two miles seven, so it's it's taking a few of these to places they haven't been before. Um, look, I thought she was rock solid, and uh, and I was with her at twenties, and I'll be with her at tens. I think she's she's the one to kind of be with <laughs> here. Um, would I add anything um, to the kind of portfolio? I definitely had half an eye on ambitious fellow, um, the Irish Raider. Uh, Harry Cobden riding for Peter Farhi. There's nothing in the recent form book that suggests that he's worth um, worth um, being with. But uh, the fact that Harry Cobden rides is is, is definitely interesting. And the favourite Ed Keeper, I mentioned that in the column. Um, still get nine to two Ed Keeper. Um, if you're on Good Luck Charm at fancy prices, it's probably worth a small saver on Ed Keeper at nine to two because he's just very progressive and going in the right direction. Um, was very unlucky at Cheltenham, made a Horlicks of the last. At, Cheltenham last time and just it looks to stay going the right places um, so I'd stay with Ed Keeper as well so main selection there will obviously be good luck charm with a saver on Ed Keeper at 92 and then finally at Sandown at 345 a three mile handicap chase with a field of 10 and Anthony Hollyball's likely the favourite in this one with Blackjack Magic taking on Dom of Mary from David Bridgewater Yard certainly red comes down for Lydia Richards and a few others in their bangers and cash with Ben Pauling. How did you see this one? Good, good race. This um, full of you know, it's only three miles and it's full of stairs that you know. I don't know if expecting the ground to be dreadful, but um, I'm not sure it's going to be as dreadful as they think it's going to be. Um, you know, Dom of Mary won a slog round Plumpton last time um, on soft ground over three and a half miles. He's well fancied, but this is only three miles on a lot better ground um, at, at Sandown. Um, I tried to find some value in the race, um, but I kept on coming back to Blackjack Magic, who is just better than these. Um, obviously won the, a real good renewal of um, Beat 300 through 5 and the Badger Beer with Frodon, certainly red in behind uh, on his kind of seasonal reappearance and 
just made a mistake at the wrong time um, at Ascot <laughs> at the last um, in the Howden Silver Cup last time. That was a fair old run off, off a mark of 138, only a pound higher here um, in a lot worse a race. Uh, I just just couldn't really see beyond him. I thought I thought he was, you know, he would appreciate a little bit more dig in the ground. Um, probably biggest danger will be certainly Red, um, who's been given dropped another three pounds by the handicap Happer and given him a bit of a chance. But I just thought Black Jack Magic was the one to be on at 130. I just couldn't really fancy the others against him. And and yeah, I think seven or well, seven to two, you can get Black Jack Magic. That's fair enough. I think he'll take plenty of beating. Uh, let's go up to Mossabro then Saturday at one forty, two and a half mile, just a bit more than that. It's uh, called the Frodon Novices Limited Handicap Chase, and Briony Frost is on the favourite Mon Miral, who's had the wind up a couple of starts ago for Paul Nichols. She goes all the way up to uh, Mossabro to ride. We've got General Officer for Donald McCain, and uh, we've also got Marble Sands in there as well, and a few others, Glory and Honour, Goes there for Sam England. She's in terrific form at the moment, Sam England, with her yard. And Mon Miral's making a long journey there. Is it going to be worthwhile? Yeah, well, you, we would have thought this has been the plan for some time to to get Bryony on board in the in the Frodon race. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and Novices Limited Handicap. And, and, you know, I mentioned before about a horse being much better than the rest. And here we go. This is one Mon Miral who is much better than these. You have to go back a few years, but don't forget this horse was finishing second to Epitant in the grade one Atri hurdle, you know, when, when he was doing his stuff over hurdles and then, and then ended up chasing home John Bon at Warwick, you know, he's, mm. he's in, in another chase. He's been doing, um, yeah, chase down the real whacker at Cheltenham, um, on New Year's day, a few years back, um, in, in that dipper novices, you know, that's, that's, Really good form, um, and look, he has, he's lost his way. He's, he's he's had his win done. Um, here he is in a handicap off one four two when he was one four eight. He's had it had his win done. It wasn't a terrible run at Cheltenham, the December Gold Cup behind um, Fugitive and Il Rodoto. He was the 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 mark of of the ride of Harry Cobden that day um, because they probably felt he was really well handicapped off one four five, and here he is off one four two in a much lesser race. Um, I thought, you know, sometimes you think, uh, you look at a race before you see the prices, and I thought, oh, it'll be six to four, 11 to eight, it's probably worth taking on. And then you have a complete different view when you see he's five to two. Um, and you suddenly think, actually, he's probably not worth taking on, it's probably worth being with. Um, look, you can make a case for general officer, uh, the McCain horse. He's rock solid. He's there to pick up the pieces, but, you know, he couldn't, couldn't get past Tamuras, and, you know, he'd previously won at Donny, but this is, this is a very different. Um, level of opposition in 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 Monmouth. Yes, he gets a stone, but he's he's a, he's a stone worse off, uh, a worse horse. But um, Marble Sands <coughs> could bounce back. He's the horse that obviously beat um, Rare Edition last year at Huntington um, in the um, Sydney Banks. But uh, he seems to have lost his way after winning at Air Back in November. He's got a couple of uh, below par runs there, um, so he's got a bit to prove. Yeah, I, I thought Monmouth. Keep it simple. I thought he was the one to be with. Yeah, I can't believe it's five to two at the moment. It seems a really mm. decent price, doesn't it? You're right. Two fifteen. I call this the marathon. It is, isn't it? It's almost four miles. The Edinburgh National Handicap Chase with thirteen runners, and uh, Gavin Cromwell makes the visit over to Scotland this time. 
He started coming over to England. He goes out oh, Scotland is probably nearer for him. And he's got peaches and cream at the top of the market, uh, right about six to one, taking on Inish Orr. He's got a visor on the first time. But Lucinda Russell, Derek Fox seems to be back after injury. Magna Sam in there with Universal Folly and L- Landon calling for Fergal O'Brien. You mentioned this one in your anti-post in the City AM newspaper on Wednesday, which was obviously written on Tuesday, and Peaches and Cream seems to be the one here for you. Yeah, Peaches and Cream was the was the headline uh, in the paper on Tuesday and Wednesday. Eight to one he was then. Um, that price is disappearing fast. I think you can still get sixes and fives. I take that. I think he'll go off a lot shorter than this. This is a proper Gav Cromwell plot job. Um, he's a he's a really good stayer, this horse, and. This is the best part of four miles, which he wants. You just have to go back to Punchestown last April, um, where he dotted up off, off a mark of 125 um, on, on decent ground, which is what he'll potentially get here. Um, he shaped well on his reappearance in November behind Stables' Molina Girl at, at Cheltenham, where he was just kind of nursed into it. Um, the market told you it wasn't necessarily his day, but he was fifth that day. Um, good horses in and around him. You know, Cloudy Glen, Greta Pancolange, um, you know, obviously Molina Girl won it, but you got Doma Mary, who we discussed before, he won at Plumpton behind him um, that day. So it was it was a really solid run, and here he is back on a regulation track like Musselburgh, um, off a fair mark, it's only a pound higher than his Irish mark, um, and you know Ben Harvey taking three pounds off. He just has to go pretty close, I would have thought. Um, I think he'll take a fair bit of whacking. Um, so yeah, no reason to 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 oppose him. Dangers, obviously, Magna Sam, last year's winner, looks to be plotted out again. Um, haven't seen him much um, since he obviously um, uh, won this off one mark 120. Here he is, just four pounds higher, two runs later, or three, ineffective three runs later. Um, it was pretty woeful um, on softest ground here in November, but I think that would have been a pipe opener for this. Um, Going to run really well off a bit of a break, but... Will he be good enough to beat the Irish horse, Peaches and Cream? I doubt it, so I'll stick with him. Yeah, looks like a good selection there. Picks up on Wednesday already if you're reading the City AM online version and in print as well. Uh, 250 Musselburgh is our final race we're going to cover from there. It's two miles, Scottish County handicap hurdle. Now, Benson, who won at Musselburgh over a longer trip on the 1st of January, he was just battling in front. He was like the the drunk in the pub that wouldn't go home. They just couldn't get past him. He wouldn't go away. He looked like he was beaten on several occasions. He kept finding more under Ryan Mania, and he's back under his shorter trip on Saturday. Take it on your honour, Alpha Dill and uh, Balligiri and others' first impressions in there too. But Benson, very likable, but it's a shorter trip this time, Bill. Yeah, sh- shorter trip. Um, yeah, I mean, you have to go back to that 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 race at, at um, on New Year's Day that Benson won, um, where you know he beat um, Affidil, who was who was back in third over over two and a half miles, um, giving him a lot of weight. Uh, <laughs> I could give <laughs> certainly give Affidil a bit of a bit of a squeak here um dropped in trip but just a tiny bit of a dog he just something that worries me about him he could he could easily put it all together um and he's slipping to a mark where he could and should put it all together but just didn't like the way he kind of i, I say it politely but dogged it last time i just i'd be i'd be windy of him um 
I would probably stick to a, a horse we had a bit of joy with um, back at Haydock in November, which is Park Annonciade, um, who ran on that same card in the two-mile race <clears throat> on uh, Musselboro on New Year's Day. Um, was smashed up from 10s into about 9 to 2 off the show. They really fancied him that day and just was run off his feet. It was a bit of a uh, race. They kind of ran in snatches a bit. And and this will be, I think, will be a, a truer run race. Um and yeah, I I just felt that he was worth a worth another chance off 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 the same mark. He ran off 120 um, that day, and he's off 118. Um, so given a bit more um, breathing space by the handicapper, Ben Bromley gets on well with the horse. I just thought tens four places was a fair enough squeak here. Um, I thought they'd go hard up front, and I just thought he might be able to pick up a share of the spoils um, late on. Um, keep an eye out for Zandabad. If there's money around for that, Tony Martin, Irish Raider. Um, you know, he's he, he's interesting. But no, Parker Nonciade at tens will do for me. Now, ITV is showing two races from Leopardstown on Saturday, part of the Dublin Racing Festival. They're not showing the Arkle at 2.25 for some reason, but they are showing the 3 o'clock. I'm sure we'll get a replay of the last two furlongs there. Um, 3 o'clock at Leopardstown. They're going for a race that's over three miles and a half a furlong. It's a handicap hurdle. It's listed. It looks very competitive. And you thought Willie Mullins has got a lot of runners in the graded races, but he's got one in favourite here in this handicap in fine margin. What do you reckon they're showing this race there? Uh, I think it just probably slots in there to kind of TV coverage. I'd imagine it's, it's, um, um, I think the, um, I'd imagine the Sandown races, um, and Musselboro races clash 215, 235. It probably just doesn't quite sit. I'd imagine they could have crowbarred it in. I don't know why. Mm. Um, fine, fine margin. You say is he, he, he ran that cracking race. He was a huge drifter, but he ran a cracking race when we last saw him at Haydock when, um, him and Slate Lane drew clear with Crambo back in third. Now we know what Crambo's gone out and won a grade one since. So we know that form's pretty solid and. They had the option, fine margin of coming to Sandown, but they decided to stay here off a mark of 127. Um, look, he's going to be very competitive, but he's he's pretty short at the prices in, in what's always a <laughs> ferociously competitive um, handicap hurdle. It's 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 difficult to, to be confident. There's plenty of money around for Park of Kings. Um, Paul Nolan trains for JP McManus and... and uh, ran well on Boxing Day over over two miles. Huge step up in trip. Um, it's always a worry, but there's some shrewd connections um, behind that. I, I didn't have the strongest of views, um, but <laughs> as it's ITV, we'll we'll we'll, we'll put up a selection. And, and I just thought we'll do for um, Gordon Elliott, fourteen to one. Um, uh, Jack Kennedy rides uh, in the Gigginstown colours. Uh, we'll do. Um, got a bit stuck in the mud at Navan last time on heavy ground. Um, I thought I'd previously won well at, at Thurles and, and um, Sligo on better ground and was going in the right direction. That's a proper stayer. But I thought back on a, a sounder surface um, off the same mark, I thought was just worth chancing a few quid each way at 14s. But not the strongest of you, but just, just the way to play it. I thought, um, I thought we'll do at 14s was just a little bit too big. And are the two favourites on the day at Leopard Sound pretty good things? Number 335, it's three miles half a furlong again. The Irish Gold Cup, the Grade 1, four runners, 
Uh, Willie Mullins has got two. He's got Galloping the Shot in there, taking on Fast or Slow, Conflated, and I Am Maximus is in there for JP as well. Uh, with the earlier race in the the Arkle with Marine Nationale, it's an unbelievable horse. And that one in Galapan, are they, are they just races to enjoy rather than to bet on? Yeah, I th- uh, do you know what? I, th- I think um, Leperstown this weekend has has a bit of that feel. Um, there's there's some definite some kind of exhibition races just to sit back and, and, and enjoy. Um, starting on the on the Saturday with a with a Gold Cup, there's only the four runners, but it's an intriguing match between Galloping Deschamps and Fast or Slow, and you know, two to five, four to eleven, Galloping Deschamps. He's lost both his last two races against Fast or Slow. <laughs> you know, you'd be. Yeah. You'd be a braver man than I. If you, you know, what's the old expression? If you've got the eleven, you don't need the four. Um, you'd probably want to watch the race rather than than, than back him. I mean, there's no uh, look. He's a super horse galloping to Sean. He's a proper, proper, you know, worthy Gold Cup favourite. But he's definitely at his most effective the softer the ground. And this isn't going to be proper winter sluggish ground. It's going to be a bit better than that, which brings fast or slow into it. And I think the market's probably got it right i probably think they should be a tiny bit closer like kind of twos on five to two twos on nine to four territory rather than what they are um look gallop and sean was brilliant last time but he's just effective in that ground and fast or slow will just make it a race and um it's a race i'm going to sit and enjoy i think if you were had to have a bet you'd probably have to bat fast or slow because if you'd bat gallop and sean there'll be a moment in the race where you wish you hadn't yeah. You know, when they're both traveling well within themselves, you think, oh, no, why am I, why have I done yeah. this? Uh, and that's going to factor in. As for Marie Nationale, who comes up a bit earlier um, in the 225, it's just such a shame there's no Gaelic Warrior in there because that would have really tested him. And, you know, Fasal Vega is his biggest market rival. Brilliant hurdler, but it was woeful. He, was, he barely beat the ambulance home when he met him last time. So you kind of begin to think to yourself, actually, you know, who, who's going to beat him? Is Founder 50 really going to be, beat him? Charger? Very unlikely. I think we're going to more like to see an ex- exhibition from Marine Nationale. If I had to choose one of them to to, to have a have a bet on at four to nine, I'd definitely be with Marine Nationale because I think he's got less to beat, even though numerically he's got more. Okay, before we let you go, anything else over the Dublin Festival weekend that you, you're looking forward to? Yeah, well, I, I put up um, early in the week, I put up Jatara. Uh, in the 120 um it was about sixes on wednesday um i think she's just got less to beat than the market suggests she's taking on predators gold and loft but i think she's got more done in the book as they say and, and she gets a seven pound allowance as, as as the phillies allowance i think she's just going to go really well in that i mean i could do with jesse harrington's stable being in slightly better form than they are and had a winner for a fair time mm. um so i'd be uh, i'd be keen to um take those Mullins horses on with Jatara in, in the 150 race. Um, <coughs> I'd be keen to take on Storm Hart. Um, I'm not sure what that beat last time. Um, who you take it on with is the big head scratcher. Um, you know, maybe Calaconti or even Interlotto of, of Joseph O'Brien's could, could go well, but it's, it's, it's a, a real wide open contest. Um, the, the other races that, you know, I, I'm very keen to, to see, um, the dream to share running the in the bumper um you know it's it's an amazing system that where he won the two grade ones one at cheltenham and punchestown 
um, and comes back to the bumper he won, the future stars, even though he's a proven future star, yeah. um, with no penalty. Two grade, two grade one wins, no penalty. So, I mean, he should he he should be a shoe-in. Um, the 410, the race that, that, that precedes that, look out for Path to Rue. Uh, I'm a big fan of Gavin Cromwell, as regular listeners know. Um, four to one in that handicap may not seem a massive price, but it looks the ideal race. So let's join Wally Pyra now. We're going to have a look at the uh, Sunday meeting at Chartin Racecourse. There are 10 races there. They start at five o'clock. And as always, Wally's got some wonderful tips for us. And we're going to look at the card. And, and Wally, this weekend, the main race is a group three, isn't it? It's Centenary Vars at 8.40 UK time. But I noticed it's over a mile and a furlong. That's quite a long distance, isn't it, for Hong Kong as the feature race? Well, now I've got to be honest with you, Chris. It's not actually. I know it's a Group Three, but I would say that the feature race is the race before. It's the uh, four-year-old uh, um, Classic Series Mile race that will be uh, considered. I mean, there's thirteen million Hong Kong dollars up for grabs in that contest, or one point three million uh, pounds. But when you go back, you say about the nine furlongs. Yes, in Hong Kong, it is. I mean. 12 furlongs, a mile and a half, is considered a marathon. Um, most horses in Hong Kong are bought uh, purely and simply for sprints or up to a mile. And anything after a mile, they, they soon find out with horses in training and uh, um, in track work whether or not these horses need further. But, yeah, you're right. Nine furlongs, ten furlongs is a race that's difficult for the horses. And, of course, we can take the international contests run over um, a mile and a half on uh, um, in December. I mean, I think there's only been one horse from Hong Kong, a local Hong Kong horse that's won that race in probably the last 10 years, and that was that out-and-out stayer. Uh, called um, Exultant with Purton many years ago, or well, many years ago. So you can see, yes, you're right. But listen, let's, before we talk about the centenary vase, because it is a good race, let's have a look at the um, the four-year-old uh, four classic series, the Hong Kong Classic Mile race. As I said, it's what, worth 1.3 million in prize money, 805. Now, you can expect the favourite backers to be out in force for this contest, especially with the John Size, um, the trainer John Size. He, he trains the favourite, Helios Express. Now, Size is seeking his fourth win in this race, and you can, Helios Express, a winner of four of his six races, produced the wow factor when he won, when he impressed, when beating some seasoned handicappers over the course and distance last month. The handicapper put him up a hefty £10 on that performance. But to his advantage in this race, it's run at level weights. And if it was a handicap, he'd be giving between four to £36. So that on handicap ratings he does look the proverbial certainty. Now, we know that that doesn't happen. There's no such thing as the proverbial certainties. Hey, look what happened to Lucky Swainess last week. 
you know, but it, it, yeah. on paper, he's going to be very difficult to beat. Now, we look at the, some of the um, uh, opposition. He's got Chan Cheng Glory. That's a winner of four races. Um, you've got Fallon at the bottom of the handicap. Now, this is one of the horses. I think, what's he get? He gets 28 pounds. He would be getting 28 pounds from the Helios Express. But Fallon in his, has produced these incredible last two victories where he's come from last to first down the home straight. Mm. It's also great to see Keith Young, uh, the local Hong Kong jockey, riding him. Uh, Keith Young is is a perfectly good jockey, but, of course, he's the local boys, owners. They want the more star-attracting star yeah. jockeys um, from overseas, so he doesn't get too much chance. He's had seven winners this year. He's riding particularly good. If he wins on it, fantastic. The big, the big question mark was: Will he still stay on it? And I mean that. I mean he's ridden it his last two wins. If he wins on Sunday, great. But you know, when we're coming to the um, to the Hong Kong Derby, which is over uh, ten furlongs, it'll be interesting to see if he's still on it. But we'll see. Now. If we're going to look at the opposition, I mentioned a couple of them, like Fallon, Chen Ching, Glory. There's a couple that caught my eyes. The stable companion to Helios Express, How Deep Is Your Love? Now, on form, he's got a lot to prove. He's only four, only rated £4 behind um, Helios Express, but he hasn't done too much this year. But the interesting thing to me is that James McDonald is doing another away day from Australia, coming over to primarily ride this horse. Now, J-Mac has always uh, been put in print of how much he likes this horse. He didn't get the run of the race over seven furlongs last time. Um, size is saying that the horse is in a good place at the moment and he expects him to run a big race. And he is... He is, on his day, he's a very smart performer. So he's worth keeping an eye on. You've got Helene Feeling with Purton. Now, this is the only big race in Hong Kong that Purton's never won. So Purton will be going all out for Helene Feeling. To me, he could, he'll could he run well, but I can't see him winning. And there's a horse near the bottom that I quite like from the Francis Loy stable called Speed Dragon. Now, the fact he's only run four times this horse, he's an obviously an improver. But again, what I like is the connections have gone to the trouble to get Mikel Barcelona over from France to ride this, um, this horse. He is a course and distance winner. If it was a handicap, he'd, get, he'd be getting an awful lot of weight. But he could be much better than what his rating is. And I think he will he will prove that in the future. So there are a couple of our horses to keep an eye on in the race. But if it all goes according to plan, very difficult to see Helios Express getting beat. Now, let's talk about the race that you brought up at the introduction. That It's the Centenary Vase. It's a handicap over nine furlongs, and it's starring the likes of Straight Aaron, 
encountered Senor Tober, who won this race last year, and saw a sword point. Now, everybody will know these horses. It follows Hong Kong racing. But there's a horse there getting £17 from straight Aaron called Happy Together. Now, he's he's won... He's won, He's going for his fifth success in six races this term. It just shows he was with Richard Gibson last year, moved stables to Francis Loy, and he's been a completely different horse. He's obviously well handicapped because he's getting £17 from Stray Aaron, and you have a feeling that Stray Aaron, who is definitely a class horse, is looking at the... Citibank, um, Citibank Hong Kong Gold Cup later in the month. I have a feeling that that's his prime target. So although he's got Hugh Bowman on this and, and will certainly be fancied, I do feel that this race is putting him up for that target there. Um, you've got other dangers like Lost City Blanche, Tony Cruz's horse finished strongly at Happy Valley, just behind Happy Together. And a horse I like is Nimble Nimbus. Now, he's four pounds out of the handicap. He was behind Happy Together last time. After, unfortunately, from a high draw, he, he used too much petrol on the outside to get up on the leaders. I think he could run a good race, and he's got, uh, Andrea Atzini in the and Atzini seems to ride a winner every meeting going uh, this uh, well certainly since Christmas time he's and he's lying what is he a fifth in the in the jockeys championship so it's difficult to go against happy together all I will say is he will start favorite all I'll say is that what worries me he won the January um cup over nine furlongs at Happy Valley. But what what my worry is, does he see the nine furlong trip out strong? Mm. Um he's only run what it only run what it over it once, and that was last year, and he didn't seem to stay the trip behind straight Aaron. But he's I mean he's 16 pounds better off with straight Aaron for three lengths. So this is showing how well handicapped this horse is. And he's got the Dell on it. He's got the draw, uh, a low draw, so he can sit. He can sit and wait on this horse. He won't have to do any work in midfield, and maybe Bedell will be able to produce him, and he'll show a finishing pace. That is my only little worry, which is also being clever here. It is now the winter grass is growing in Hong Kong. Really, I know it brings, but I know you're. I know other people can't see your face, but I can. And that's that's the beauty of the being an audio podcast, Wally, that they can't see my face. But <laughs> but in this case, in this case, it was like really. But yeah. you know, you've got to find these small pieces of clues and things to help you out. I think. Yeah, it is because it makes you do need when it's like this. The old winter grass, the grass grows longer. And it's no good having stamina doubts about any horses. So he should win. He's handicapped to win. But that's my little doubt. And if I was going to play a likely outsider who will be a big odds, he's got to be a 16, 16 or 20 to 1 shot, then I'd look for Nimble Nimbus. Now, let's just have a quick 
look at the supporting car before we finish. Trainer John Size has got a, a possible nice newcomer at six o'clock in a horse called Young Champion, close to my heart because it's owned by the Racing Club, uh, formerly trained by Johnny Murta, uh, known as, uh, what was it called? Charlotte. Last seen when he was runner-up at an enlisted event in Ireland uh, in May. His trials have been excellent and he looks a potential smart recruit to Hong Kong racing, but he has the prolific uh, winner I give and the Purton-ridden Kaying victory to get out in an opposition. So it'll be tough for him. Talking about Purton, who produced this masterclass at Shartin uh, last Sunday with a six-timer, despite the hiccup of Lucky Swainers getting beat. He's got nine rides on the card, including Simple Hedge in the 10 furlong handicap at seven o'clock. And top scorer, who's been crying out for this seven furlong trip, he lines up in a 14-runner handicap at 9.15. They're possible winners for Purton. But if I'm going to talk about Purton, I've got to talk. I've got to mention Hugh Bowman. I mean, he put all his injury and suspension woes behind, uh, behind him with a brilliant four-timer at the Valley in midweek. And he... And he'll be hoping the likes of, and we've mentioned, Helios, Helios Express, Straight Aaron, flying high in the five furlong sprint at 7.35, and Seasons Wit in the all-weather contest at 9.50 can improve his already great tally of 34 winners for the season so far. So, interesting card. The favourites look good on paper, but when I speak to you next week, let's see if they've won. Well, we hope the grass won't be growing under Wally's feet this weekend. We look forward to that racing on Sunday morning, live on Sky Sports Racing from 5 o'clock in the UK. Well, that's all for today for a bumper edition of the show with Sandown, Musselburgh and the Dublin Racing Festival all being previewed. We'll be back again next week as we take our usual look ahead to the weekend's top racing action. So please make sure you join us then. And thank you for your support over the 250 episodes so far. Don't forget to visit the City AM website for all the latest news and horse racing tips. And follow the podcast on Apple Tunes, Spotify, Amazon Music or Stitcher to get the latest episodes as soon as they're released. Have a good weekend. Bye for now.